This is Moss Whelan and Story in Mind. And this is an indoor edition. Usually, I think it seems usually, it might not be usual, but I'll, I'll go out for a, a ramble. And it has a couple of different benefits. One of them is... Um, by doing a recording makes me walk a bit longer. Usually I sort of uh, poop out at about half an hour, it seems. But if I'm talking, then that gets me... Um, I'll be able to do an hour. There's a burnout. I think actually that is the midpoint burnout, like in between like the three-act structure, right in the middle of the second act that there is a kind of burnout that happens. And then we rise to the occasion. Uh, Topic-wise, I'm I'm editing. I just had this occurrence that I thought was interesting. And I have this big manuscript. It's composed of different manuscripts, weaving them together. And it's it's a it's a great. <laughs> I don't recommend doing this, but it, it is it is a great. Um, I'm getting a lot out of it, and it is a way to deal with much more text than us- than usual. Like usually, you're stuck in you know manuscript, and now this is multiple manuscript, you know, as one big one. But I hit this point where I knew I could feel that something was missing. And uh, it was, uh, after digging, it was this action scene, lots of fun. You know, uh, kids are given the controls and, you know, it steers, you know, wildly. All, all, of course, right away, the rationale is, you know, what? Don't give, you know, the kids the you know, the keys to the car and then, you know, show them how it works. And, you know, that's just, you know, that's a bad idea, but it, you know, that's the nature of the chapter slash scene slash sequence. And it wasn't there. And, and to, when I went digging for it, I went, you know, backup files and, and, uh, old files and things like that and then I and I found found the scene what I also found was this huge kind of um, not an info dump but like this big scratch pad of uh, inspiration like say based on um, other like say not my own work and what that was, uh, it's a manuscript. I'm not going to say who, but I took the text. And uh, my, my rationale was, I'll take the text, uh, you know, uh, from this publication. And, and two, it was actually, say, smaller. In my mind, there were like novellas. They're probably bigger than novellas, but um, there was a series, 
and what I did was I uh, attached them all together, wove them all together, and uh, I was I was working on that, and and this led to going off on my own thing, right? And so when I was doing this big monster manuscript, I just grabbed this thing I was working on and not really, um, not really thinking, oh, I'm going to have to edit, you know, I'll have to rewrite the whole thing. Uh, yeah, because even now, it's a scratch pad. It's just, you know, the, the bedrock, the foundations. You know, I've changed names and I've, I was playing around with it. So, you know, whereas all of the other manuscripts I'm weaving together, uh, so it'd be something like, you know, 11 manuscripts, are it's my stuff and I'm comfortable. But there's this one manuscript and uh, that's, it's uncomfortable. And as I talk about it, as I recall... I think that's, yeah, that's the whole point of it, is this question of um, unsettled, right? Of uh, disturbing, right? And irritating. There's something wrong, right? And it's like, ah, I don't want to deal with this. Well, this is the time and place. We're going to deal with this. We're going to confront the, you know, the situation. And we're going to have this uh, conversation, Oh, Moss, that's not fun. Can we balance it? Can we have some fun? Then we have some serious talk, and then we go back to the fun? Or is it just straight fun all the time? You know, uh, you know, no, you know, most, or say most stories, the argument, most story, oh, most stories, plots, they're, you know, they're not about serious things, right? Uh, right say the subtext. Or, or just the, you know, the straight up theme slash thesis. But, you know, here I find myself confronted with this. The other thing, too, is I, I picked it. I, I could have just left it aside. Uh, there's things going on in that scratch pad sort of uh, sandbox experiment that say I went back to my uh, the manuscript that eventually became my book and so that there was this influence what I was working on uh, working on this other author's stuff right and this critique this endless critique Okay, because this is part of myself right now is like saying, just say, just say what it was, just say what it is you're working on. So, it it was Narnia. So this is C.S. Lewis, and then right away there's like, oh yeah, but that's that's exactly it. That's what I want to confront. Well, why? What is that? Uh, you know, why isn't it just like say you know as a kid, you know, you you get this narrative you get this information you go oh this looks interesting and fun but then later you know you get the critique you get uh you know it is it is very centric it is about a particular time and place and it's about a particular culture 
and uh, it's it's got sexism. It's got sexism. It's got this justification for violence, you know, and uh, it keeps going. <clears throat> and and to say I'm from that, right? So I find myself, you know, I I get this as a kid. And two, if it's so banned, or if it's so bad, you know, isn't it banned? Why do people, you know, still engage with it? Uh, are we at that stage now where we can kind of just forget about it? Oh, that never happened. Um, you know, talking lions, right? Ah, oh, just move on. We're, uh, we're, we do better stuff now. We don't do that, you know, that other stuff. And my, my angle... Uh, you know, if you're new to this, <laughs> is because I I'm somewhere where the um, the the traditional uh, language is ending. This is it, and it, it's it's this question of my identity within that experience, within this experience, like this living experience that's happening right now. And so going back to this text um, and two multiple texts, putting them together as one kind of thing and then uh, doing this critique job. And it, it led me to a very cool uh, uh, research. Like say it, it added on to, I, I knew some of the local language and I knew some of the local history some of uh, the First Nations culture. And it's a very strange thing to have that kind of divided line. You know, I, on one hand, I go, yo, of course. You know, there's this differentiation. You know, um, oh yeah, sure, we're human beings, but, you know, I'm this type, you're that type. We do this, you do that. Uh, and then the Eurocentric, ethnocentric, you know, uh, oh my! You know our way, my way is better than your way, and you should be doing what we're doing because you know ours is the this. <laughs> we're civilized. You're not. Uh, and that led, yeah. The research expanded, and the contrast with the these children in, in the Narnia stories that we start off with is that it's World War Two, it's the Blitz, bombs are being dropped on London. So we'll send the kids out and they'll be staying at, you know, places, um, estates, homes, you know, in the countryside. They'll be away from the city, safer there. Uh, contrasted with uh, here, and too, I, I didn't know how close it was. Uh, we have a river here, you go up the river, and there's a place called Mission, and that's where there was a mission, and uh, it was called a residential school. Uh, I can't remember what it is in the States, something similar to that. And kids were, initially kids, it was an invitation, and then to families, and then it it just turned into all kids were being taken away, and... Uh, one famous individual's uh, Dan George, Chief Dan George, 
and I just I just came across his um, his Halkamalum name, his First Nations name, here. Uh, and two, I didn't know that say he was so close to home as well. You know, I'm I'm living in the uh, this this territory that is not, you know, this is not mine. This is traditionally, you know, I can't look to this place and say, you know, yes, well, you know, my family have been here. A hundred years, right? You know, it's not even that. And, and to I'll rub shoulders with these weirdos that do that kind of stuff, right? <laughs> Apparently, a hundred years, you know, give or take, you know, that that is, uh, that, you know, that means everything, you know, a hundred years. And it's like not in not in historical sense, bozos. I mean, that's you know that's nothing. That's a drop in the bucket. Uh, you know, in contrast with you know thousands of years. Uh, oh, Moss, get a life. <laughs> I'm working. I'm trying on it. I'm working on it. It's it's uh, it's in development. So the the contrast with the the Narnia between the Narnia kids. And the Vancouver kids is that, uh, yeah, the Narnia kids are going to this, you know, they're going to what's called this residential school. uh, And you don't get your hair cut, you know, uh, part of this tradition, the cultural, you know, tradition is you get your hair cut when there's a death, when there's a tragedy, right? And so right away you have this confrontation and confusion and this you know despair uh you know of what's going on it's it's this weird you know uh, confusion um uh and 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 two mixed messages that say you have uh you know kids going through that coming out and who are saying you know, well, you know, I, I've learned about, you know, the Western system and how to do things and uh, that culture and this, you know, that is evolving and around us. Uh, and then contrasted with uh, abuse, you know, but, you know, it's not, it's, it, this is not being done in a mentally healthy or even healthy you know, there's at, at at this particular residential school up the river. You know, there's there's an unknown amount of of children deaths, and you know, oh well, yes, but back then we didn't know, and heck yeah, but we still don't know. We have people who you know refuse to, um, you know, practice good hygiene as far as you know medical science, et cetera, et cetera. You can't tell us what to do. I can totally tell you what to do. Whether you do it or not, that's your business. <laughs> you, you, you grown up baby. <laughs> uh, it's fine, you know, fine. We'll, we'll give you as best as, uh, advice as we can um, about how to be a decent human being. Don't you tell me how to be a decent human being. No, that's, come on, that's how it works. You know, this communication, you get a choice, you know, wh- whether you want to, you know, be 
kind, loving, compassionate, or not. And uh, there you go. Well, I don't want to be, so there, huh. Uh, yeah, you know, much much to the drain on uh, on everything, really. So here I am with with this huge monstrosity, and at at the core of it, uh, the beating heart of it is this Narnia First Nation situation. I think there's enough time between myself and my agent at the time. Um, her communication was that it isn't received well. And I already knew that. And I, I was just hoping for um, that we were on the same page. And I understand that it's too big, right, for some people. And too big, too overwhelming. You know, um, they're not ready for it. Uh, which is, which is on one hand, it's it's pathetic, and then on the other hand, it's tragic because it it just perpetuates, you know the. You know the the really gross, the grotesque part of it. I learned things like, um, the, it w- it was a Catholic. Uh, residential school, there. There were other residential schools. There were Anglican, Church of England, and I believe there was another church involved. But ours, uh, just up the river, was this uh, Catholic one. And there's nothing about that. Like, And maybe out there there's something, but I, I didn't find anything. And The nuns of that, they moved to Victoria. So they didn't stay and clean it up and, you know, offer <laughs> recompense, you know, <laughs> they didn't, you know, penance, penance for, um, for what they did. And two, you know, sort of washing the hands. Well, that's not us. We didn't do it. And say in contrast, you know, those two stories, Momas, why don't you, why do you talk about something like say, a bunch of white kids in Vancouver who, uh, like, say, right now, it's like, oh, it's dangerous to live in the city, so let's send these kids to the countryside, you know. Uh, nice, white, nice white kids living on a nice white farm where they find uh, a way to uh, Narnia. Uh, in contrast, uh, you know, uh, it's very... Let's see, in some ways, I think I think the big freak out, sort of behind the scenes, the subtext for Narnia, the first book, and then beyond, but the first book, is that life is not safe, right? You know, there's war, there's people who are trying to kill you, and, uh, you know, that's life, right? That's you know, that's that's what we're living. Uh, in in what's it, Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe? And so, yeah, that, that's, you know, that's sort of like the underneath everything. And two, we don't get a lot of it, right? We don't, you know, there's not a lot of brooding about it. Uh, there is a mention, say, of a, I think the father is the pilot 
But I th- you have to go kind of digging for that kind of information. If you see the movie, uh, the adaptation, they kind of they play it up. But the actual book, the first book, it, you know, it's really um, lightweight. What do they call it? Kid glove. I don't know if that's the right one, but it's like very. Um, we're not going to dwell on the you know, the horror of it. We're not going to you know. People are not going to be talking about how many have died because of the bombings, because of the the blitz in London. Some of my side research is sort of overlap, and I have this thing about Mornington Crescent. It's a it's a setting that I keep returning to, and uh, let's say I've I've made it my own. I have my own version. Um, but there's a photo digging around. There's a photo during the Blitz of, uh, there's this, I think it's a double-decker bus that uh, one of the German bombs uh, hit a, and to in the neighborhood of Mornington Crescent. So this is in Camden in London. And to, while we might say, like it's getting pretty close to 100 years. <laughs> oh well, hundred years. Well, that's really you know relevant stuff. You know, oh, big tradition, heritage. What garbage, Vancouver? Why don't you grow up and you know stop living in the fantasy world, right? You know, bunch of xenophobic. Man. Anyways, okay, so get back to it. I'll just say racism, and then I'll move on. Oh, we're not racists. Oh, come on. Come on. This this is me dealing with this, you know, really awful part of myself. Like, say, you know, of course, you know, of course carrying around this garbage, right? And just, you know, and then too that, say, it's constantly being promoted around oneself, in such a place as Vancouver, you know, that this is normal and you've got to do this, you know, we've got to do this in order to get through, right? We've got to, we've got to destroy this language, snuff it out, you know, uh, erase it. And, you know, <laughs> what, what, what? Sort of a, a growing awareness. And in a sense, in a sense, like say I'm translating this and going, you know, talk about a blitz, talk about dropping bombs on families and individuals, you know, and negating the you know the the worth and the value of people, and so. But my my First Nations version of of, of the Narnia narrative. You know, that's that's what's going on. I have seen that comparison. I actually got a uh, a copy of a, a of something like that, and uh, hopefully I can dig it up. But what I, right away, as soon as I got it, I was like, I've got to give this to uh, you know one of the kids in the family and make make sure that this is you know this is happening, this dialogue. And uh, but say I yeah I've seen that. Uh, a First Nations uh, indigenous 
I think too, it was, I think it's Canadian and it was like, you know, nice hardback, not, you know, not a giant thing. It was, uh, great illustration, kind of like a graphic novel kind of illustration on the cover and these, uh, four kids and, uh, the fantasy world. So now I'm just unpacking it as we get close to the midpoint burnout here. Yeah, and what was it? It was... So I started working on it. And and then the thing where, like say, where it went off the rails was, was my agent's response. And, and two, not saying, oh, I really don't like this, but saying the industry, right? The industry is racist, you know, and and then responding, and going okay, um, and two as I've gone along, uh, finding out about uh, own voices, and, and that say you know yeah you totally do, you know Moss do a First Nations Narnia, but have have your protagonist as someone closer to your own experience. You know, and and to that suggestion, you know, listening, hearing that suggestion, and that for me, you know, it's the difficult stuff to be working on uh, my own situation, but it really does make a lot more sense. And instead of say translating it in, into uh, somebody else's experience, uh, there is there is sort of a sense of safety and comfort in the distance. But when one is ready to, you know, to, okay, I'm going to take this on. I'm going to, I'm going to write, you know, about, about what I, you know, what I am going through. And uh, also say confronting the belittling of that and saying, oh, you know, my situation is not worth talking about. And, and rather, it's a question of silence, right? And breaking that silence. And um, in, in, in that every North American, you know, is, is um, dealing with this promotion of, of racism and dehumanizing in order to construct this fantasy of tradition and heritage and, you know, this really warped identity. Uh, what's it called? Your country, your, uh, yeah. Um, and two, I'm, I, I'll just speak of, you know, where I am and uh, the patriotism of uh, Vancouver, you know, say I can speak, I can speak to that having grown up here uh, you know, say, you know, family is from outside, my experience is from inside, uh, that, and to say, I, I can own that, uh, it gets a bit foggy, it's like, you know, go, how dare you speak of, um, Texas, <laughs> even though, even though I have this family, you know, yeah, whatever connection, um, or say I have a family connection to New York. I have a stronger New York connection than I have here. Uh, you know, but but my experience is here. Moss, 
are are you Amer- are you American? What's going on, Moss? I know it's really weird. You'd think that you would just be in one place. <laughs> So, uh, uh, I, uh, my kids. I, uh, I love my kids. I love my uh, characters. Best part of myself. And of course, there's the whole storytelling part of it that you uh, you have to oh you know a good story you know you chase the character up a tree and then light it on fire uh, you throw rocks at your character and you do all these terrible things right and say like, oh well how could you care about and two you're talking about we're talking about you know the figments of our imagination. Um, but, but overall, overall, we're speaking about, you know, ourselves, the best, you know, the potentially the best parts of ourselves, like what, what is valued. And so for me here now, uh, this is not something that I have let go of, and I, I won't let go of it. And so I say today, I you know discover this mess, and I'm going, oh yeah, I remember this, I remember this. And, and say, moving on to no- another project, and going, you know, I can't, <laughs> I'm still working on this First Nations Narnia, and then I go back to my book and I bring this First Nations Narnia stuff, like say that there's this. Um, these coded references and yeah Um, and then to the say you know I want to sell my book pull out you know references uh, for my main character as to her indigenous first nations like you know yeah and I, I still regret that and two, that's, you know, I've, I've now, you know, say I've returned. I, you say I realized my error and second edition, you know, that's top of the list for second edition is to make it very clear. And two, it was sort of like, say, do you leave it open? And, and uh, I'm sort of I'm trying to think of like you know do I blame that on someone <laughs> uh, but say no that's that's my responsibility uh, and and now so I have this big chunk of text and too it's spread out most of it is spread out but it this one big chunk of text and I'm looking at it and uh, there's a bit of dread that I don't want to, that say it's somebody else's material. Um, one twelfth, right? That, you know this, and yet, 
and yet I know there are moments um, there are moments there are moments that I'm using it's this question of what to cut out and and to I guess let's say right now giving myself permission to be the editor and make those decisions that said I'm, I'm at this kind of stage of uh, sort of synopsis uh, slash outlining and going through chapters and just you know making a note on real paper uh, just like this list right you know who's who's in the scene um, maybe a setting maybe something about what's going on um, but it's really on automatic right now and you know no deep deep diving or anything it's just you know, surface work. So this is uh, so this is a treasure, and it's a also uh, it's a treasure. It's also a difficulty. Uh, you know, wanting to do it do it well, wanting to do it, uh, wanting to do it so that it's respectful. Uh, somebody attempted to call me out like maybe a couple months ago and say that I was doing cultural appropriation or that I was advocating, right? And say, you know, that there's this, there's this language that's like right at, you know, this is it, extinction, uh, you know, cultural extinction. And this person is saying, you know, uh, oh, we shouldn't use the language because it's, um, what is it? cultural appropriation and so I I reached out to the you know closest um, you know First Nations people and and to that you know that hasn't I haven't I haven't really asked and to that say I'm not there yet but say that the the conversation has begun And so, yeah, what if they say? There, there's, a, there's sort of a, a, a compliment there, a complimentary uh, example of uh, totem poles. And there's this contrast of, oh, take, take this, you know, these cultural uh, representations and preserve them, put them away, hide them. Just the other day, I was walking by a community center that has some carved figures. Uh, amazing, amazing stuff. Beautiful. And, and, and too, it depends, right? Like say, you know, if you're, if you're totally riding the, uh, the white uh, ethnocentric blah, 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 that you, um, you wouldn't. You would look at it and you would go, you know, oh, you know, those are distorted, um, et cetera, et cetera. You know, the European, et cetera. That's, that's what... Uh, uh, but, but say, uh, just naturally, uh, uh, these totem poles, uh, they're part of nature. They're organic. They're made out of wood. And... Um, you know, yes, you know, you can paint them. Uh, 
you know, I've seen, uh, I've seen different treatments, and, and to the figures that I saw the other day, uh, had split right because of the moisture. And two, there, there was this sort of dual process going on of, okay, we're going to uh, attach the wood to posts, metal posts. And, and yet there was this sense of decay. And you can go places, uh, Pacific Northwest Coast, where there's these, you know, giant totem poles, you know, gray um, you know they're falling over uh, splitting apart and you know uh, there's algae moss and, and yeah and there's this quality of but there's this quality of life to them that's the argument you know it, what about allowing art to decay which it does the you know archivists are you know attempting to you know keep the humidity right you know you know whatever it takes to keep these things from um, just you know <laughs> detonating. So yeah, so that uh, uh, that's a question for myself. And as I feel myself hitting hitting that midpoint burnout. Uh, to get back to the beginning of this story, which is not, you know, more like the episodes, uh, sort of what got me thinking about this, uh, is that uh, I, I started... I was looking at a chapter, like say, and realizing that there was this huge jump ahead. And I had divided, like, grouped chapters, say, I'll take three chapters from one manuscript, and uh, then I'll go to the next three chapters of the second manuscript, and then third, fourth, on and on. And in, in my mind, like say that, you know, there's this kind of factory... Performance, factory activity, you know, repeti- repetition, it's repet- repetitive. And in my mind, it was fine. I, I don't remember there being a kind of hiccup. But I do remember a sense of monotony, that there was this kind of lag where I was just like, you know, uh, you know copy, uh, switch between documents. What is that? alt tab to so alt tab so it's you know control c and then you know you select right so you scroll select copy go to the other document paste and then go you know return to the original document scroll copy and so on so i i guess it was in that lag also too this is uh this is about yeah the midpoint of this control, uh, this copy paste. I must have control, um, which is yeah, which is a weird thing. 
yeah, I'm just thinking of, say, people who, experiences I've heard of people that say they lose control of what's going on on the outside and to a certain degree of, that say that there's a shift in consciousness and it, it becomes more about what's going on on the inside. And um, I'm just thinking of something like uh, concentration camps and, and constructing, um, it's like a clockmaker constructing in his mind uh, a clock. I think he was using like cardboard, right? So, you know, scraps, whatever he could get a hold of to imagine uh, and, and that this activity that that assisted this person in, in getting through. Yeah, and so who's to say, who's to say, and to, I would say, you know, imagination is a big deal, but say, going through, uh, you know, trauma, going through uh, difficult times, grief, um, that we have some something to work on right something even if everything has been taken away or most things and we find ourselves you know alone and uh, going a bit stir crazy cabin fever what what can we do to um, pretend make believe And it's it's a strange thing to be confronting, you know, uh, the big bad problem for Vancouver, right? And it's like, you know, hey, it's, you know, come on, it's easy, it's simple. And it's it's the people who are not on board, right? That's the problem. And it could even be, say, people who are from, you know, different parts of the world who are arriving here thinking it's one thing and then finding out it's, you know, wow. Like say they had known, but they didn't, you know, the reality is much, is much worse, different, you know, you can have it, you know, a paradise and, you know, and, and yet, <laughs> you know, there's something that does, that makes it not a paradise. It's a utopia. Totally not. Back to the text. So, so, you know, I found the section that was missing. And in that, uh, you know, confronted with uh, my First Nations Narnia. Um, and, but, but then, say, everything that surrounds it, the other manuscripts, you know, they are from that. And the, in, in one sense, there's a great veering away. Like, say, there's the... What is it? There's the, okay, I'm going to work on this thing. And I get to work. And then it gets shot down. And then I keep going. And... You know, say it, you know it it grows and it gets bigger and and now it's reached this kind of you know zenith 
What's a zenith, Moss? So a nadir is the bottom, and then a zenith is the top. And to uh, evolved, say that these questions, you know, say rather than a Narnia, it's a Vancouver, right? It's a, it's moving that experience. Whereas there's a quality, say, in Narnia of of escapism, like you know, this is difficult stuff to deal with, um, having bombs dropped on you, and then you have to leave, go to the countryside. You know, so let's let's deal with it um, at a distance. And then say in contrast to so say as I'm talking about this, I'm going, you know, like, oh, man, I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> I just I just want to uh, you know, f- fight against my dragon, right? It's just the um, sort of say subtext it's just the subtext you know everything is like underneath and uh, you know can't I move on Uh, or say when will this be done but I think the walk away is is that you know that but it's say you know it's part of the psychology I'd say it's the, the struggle is something that doesn't you know, and say, you know, I have figured it out, I'm confronting it, um, naming it, shaming it, and what would the next be? Taming? Would it be... Uh, that's an interesting word to use. I'm not sure if that's, if that's actually, you know, if that's actually what it is. As far as the, for the experience, especially of, say, uh, a teenager at risk, encountering this narrative into this counter narrative and this suggestion of what what it could be what vancouver could be you know what a, an earth city you know uh, a way of living and you know not avoiding the extinction of a language slash culture slash people And there, it's weird because there is this quality of silence to it, right? Say, you know, instead of, say, me becoming a politician, say, like uh, uh, Emile Zola, so French, French writer, and some great book, Germinal, that I can recommend, if only for the experience. Uh, hundred years ago, give or take, eighteen hundreds, sure. Coal mining in France, and instead of instead of that, you know, say, and uh, you know that I'm not that person, and what I'm doing is I'm talking to that person, and also to a younger person. Uh, you know, it can be expanded, but really that's what's going on. So here's, 
here's here's somebody who's unable to do something who's having a conversation so i can yeah i can do that i can have the conversation but not that is my own limitation and uh, i i could do that i suspect at some point you know that will be a request or even a demand right you know moss get up there get in front of the mic and i can do that i can do that um but that's not also you know that's not uh tenable by i mean that's not something that it's almost like say you know i'm fascinated by people who can perform you know that they're able to just you know and and two it's it's just natural right they're you know they're a fish in water them on stage it's just natural right it's their um environment you know natural territory whatever and i i was just thinking of there's a, a doctor who actor and it's great that i can't remember anyways you know uh captain jack right <laughs> No, no one else could do Captain Jack, like uh, like that actor, and uh, musicals like say you know singing and um, that you know there's this sort of you know lighting up the room kind of quality, and and too that you know that they're and too I guess it's also off stage on stage, and. Uh, that say some people you know are able to occupy a space and this is to say that say you know people who artists creatives in the sense of that you know that that's their stage and that's that's where they occupy um you know they're they're doing their work but it, it has this kind of organic quality i i don't know about you but that i find myself uh you know, sort of like going, oh my gosh, it's so good to be home, right? And uh, that there's this, you know, make-believe, and there's this, <laughs> there's this vast distance between the audience. And two, the audience is like fragmented, uh, you know, unless there's an adaptation, right? You know, you're not, you're not rubbing shoulders with other people wearing medical masks, Oh, had to get in. Ah, yes, get that in there. Um, so we are in the third act now of this episode. And... So, you know, after talking about the process of, say, just, you know, discovering that there was something missing, and just that it, it's interesting that I could tell, right? I was like, wait, something's wrong. <laughs> that there's this you know it's not all you know mechanical uh and two that say you know maybe the subconscious is mechanical but on the surface um above that 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 we say we're playing at the illusion you know of you know of the organic moss how can you say these things reality falls apart ah Okay, so eventually what I'm looking at, and to say, I got a lot from uh, the Narnia manuscript, and 
like I mind it, right? For say situations, things that just sort of naturally occurred to me that, um, and too, there's really weird things. There's, you know, things that say, you know, people put aside and, and go, you know, whoa, you know, that's really bizarre um, to see happening. I'm just thinking of things like, uh, say, the Giants. And I think that's the silver chair. I could be wrong. And to these characters, characters that I quite like. Uh, and then, you know, say, uh, you know, manuscripts there that I just you know, dropped the ball. And it's like, you know, I have absolutely... And to say, I know why it's happening, but it, it really felt like a lot of care and tension was put into the first one, but not the last one. And, and to, I'm, so I'm talking about Narnia, C.S. Lewis, the series. Um, on one hand, you're a kid, it doesn't matter. You know? But then on, on, on another hand, and to, that wasn't my experience. I came to Narnia later through the TV show, BBC TV show, and and then and then went to the text uh and and then ripped it apart you know um you know looking at it from different angles um i don't think i read the essay that the, about the sexism and it was the author um gaiman neil gaiman I think it was in, uh, or or was it a critique through a short story, talking about uh, Susan, and uh, it had to do with say, uh, wearing, um, uh, I think it was like pantyhose lipstick, and there was you know this criticism you know of, <laughs> it's like it's like strange things, like saying, uh, you know oh if you if you wear these things then you're you know you're a bad person yeah and and i'm going no 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 you know it's behavior if you know if you go around murdering people then you're a bad person if you're hurting people then you're a bad pe person you know in, instead of these um you know the, the codified dogma you know you look at someone you know oh you must be a good person because you're you know and then to contrast right say you know, my grandmother wore lipstick and she was the, like, ultimate best person I have ever known kind of situation. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, you're just imagining C.S. Lewis, channeling C.S. Lewis. You know, well, that, you know, that was, give me a cup of tea. Well, that was a, uh, you know, different, you know, that was different times. Oh, blah, 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 blah. And, uh, And, and two, you know, you, you're talking about... Ah, oh, forget it. I'm not going <laughs> to protect... I'm not going to sort of, you know, get, get in the way. Uh, moving on. Yeah, is there a way to have, uh, you know, put that right up there and say, look, it's not about how someone... It's not about how someone looks. And two, I did that. I attempted to communicate with people through uh, how I looked, how I dressed, clothing, uh, and to, hey, we all do that. Um, you know, we're sending out these messages, messages of hope, 
yeah, our plumage in a sense. Um, but say, you know, to stop judging people by how they look, you know, and instead by what they do. Uh, and specifically, you know, harm, right? Doing harm. And that's a, that's a big one. Um, you know, bringing it full circle, uh, you know, in Vancouver, you know, just to be pointing it out and, and saying, you know, there is a vast amount of harm, not just nationally, you know, you know, on a civic level, there is a vast amount of harm. There's, you know, huge amount of damage, um, and, and it's cyclic damage. You know, this is not something, you know, that is just happening now. And I mean that it's going to, it's being carried forward into the future and that, that harm, that's the thing, you know, I say where you are, that's the thing, another thing to confront and to be writing about and to be talking about with our readers, you know, to have that discussion, right? Something really important, really in value because also too, for the reader, right? That it, it defines them and say, you know, you have this opportunity to be really awesome. You know, uh, it, you know, the difficulty is in dealing with others, but you know, you could be the catalyst for change. You, know, you could be it, it's sort of like, say it's like right away, as soon as you present it, it's an obvious, like, and it's, of course you're going to do this thing. You know, instead of like, you know, oh, outrageous. <laughs> uh, there is a quality of a lesson plan to it. Uh, you know, it's teaching, it's about, you know, you talk about it, conversation, then you demonstrate it, and then you have the student actually perform whatever it is, you know, the task. Uh, yeah. And... Uh, much better than a lecture, you know, le lecture halls are, you know, one third of the process. And I'm just thinking of lectures I've sat through. And I've had great, I had great classes, um, some great classes, but I also had classes where it was just, you know, sit, listen, and then you were tested. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just sort of, you know, the, the critique, the ability to critique and say, you know. Um, final last words. Okay, let's see. Opening up the manuscript, working on finding something's missing, or, re or recalling that there is something greater. And two, at the beginning, I did not, I wasn't, you know, fully conscious and yet I hit that stuff, right, that I hadn't included, uh, those chapters, and then uh, the First Nations Narnia, which I've been writing FN Arnia. Um, and it, it's, uh, it's, been a, it's been a boon. It's been a boon to talk about and... 
and to say, I guess that that's where for this work, I go to take shelter, and 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 that say, you know, my struggle is, you know, how to, how to, um, how to keep that right, in, instead of say listening to you know, uh, or you know trying to second guess, you know, instead of going for you know this is. This is a good thing. Keep keep working on that. All right? Take care.